Hello, and welcome to Waves of YA, a podcast focused on young adult literacy, brought to you by the Ocean County Library's Teen Literacy Work Group. My name is Lindsay. I'm one of the teen librarians at the Brick Branch, and joining me today we have... My name is Courtney. I'm the teen librarian at the Stafford Branch. My name is Chicholia. I'm one of the teen librarians at the Toms River Branch. And I'm Sade. I'm a teen librarian at the Manchester Branch. Hi, friends. Today's episode is Summer Lovin' Had Me a Blast. Just kidding. (laughs) Today is Summer Romance. We'll be focused on young adult romance titles perfect for your summer break. Everything from quirky, cute rom-coms to sappy tearjerkers. I love love. (laughs) So, romance. And it's summertime. So I want to start out with this question. What makes a good romance in your opinion? Courtney, tell me, what do you like about romances? I really love all of the romance tropes. I love the, it's a small town, it's a tourist town, you know, it's, I, you know, I don't so much love necessarily some of the relationship, like, oh, it's just a big misunderstanding thing, but I I love, it's almost like you can learn different things, like you learn how this small town works and how, how everyone interacts in that scenario, or you, you know, learn something about travel, and, and in the middle of all that, there's people falling in love, which is just one of my favorite things. I love small town, I think. It's so cute and quirky, and I want to fall in love in a small town. Right? (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) So, small town, but kind of, what's your trope? Do you like, you know, enemies to lovers, secret billionaire? uh, My my best favorite trope is, is... Friends to lovers. Friends to lovers. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It's so, I like a good slow burn friends to lovers. Yeah. And yeah. They actually, they, they, they really know each other and really like each other. And sometimes, obviously, the romance has to fit within the confines of the book. So you don't get necessarily always get all of that history. But I love it when they have the history together. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, Cecilia, how about you? What makes a good romance? Uh, I really like anything that like pulls at your heartstrings mm. and like gives you all the feels. Um, I really like, you know, it's the journey, not the destination. So the act of like falling in love and realizing like, oh, you like the same things as me or like, we're not so different after all. So I, I really like opposites attract and like, mm. I've read a couple, like, I'm trying to figure out the term, like, classes. Like, she's a celebrity, and he is, like, a, a reporter or whatever. Like, she's royalty, and she's just another student at the school. Will they fall in love? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of goes with the secret billionaire. <laughs> but you don't know. <laughs> I think that's good, too. Do you have a book that, do you have a favorite romance in that vein 
Uh, one I read, like, not really recently, but within the last couple years was Somewhere Only We Know by Marine Gu. Um, and that was, uh, she was a K-pop star. It was a retelling of Roman Holiday. And she was, like, getting out for one night because she didn't want to, you know, take responsibility and do all her K-pop star tour stuff. And kind of just stumbled into uh the other character's name was Jack and they go on this like whirlwind sort of romance and it turns out he's like a tabloid reporter that you like at first you don't think he knows who she is but then you find out he does is he gonna like spill the beans on her because she's like spilling all her secrets out to him so I'm glad you mentioned that one oh it it just got picked to be on Netflix Ooh, I'm glad you you mentioned that one. I bought that recently at the Dollar Tree, uh, and I bought it because I know it's YA, and I was like, "Well, it's a dollar, so I'm going to add it to my collection." And I haven't read it yet, so now I'm going to read it because you say it's great. I'm excited. And TV movies—that's and I it love took book to movie. In a different country too. So oh, really? Also, yeah, oh, I think nice. it took place in Korea. Oh, cool. And Courtney, I didn't ask you for a book for your small town love. Do you have an, uh, a favorite? I The reason I said small town 18 times in a row probably is because one that I finished recently uh, just hit every mark for me. It's called Chasing Lucky by Jen Bennett. And it's uh, a girl named Josie who's been moving around with her mom for a few years. And then they finally return to the town where she grew up this little historical New England town and she runs back into her former best friend only you know it's been five years so now he's grown up and he's he's a little bit of a bad boy in town and really good I love that I love when yeah that history is good I am reading the summer I turned pretty I'm listening to it and it's kind of like that she summers with these two boys that are family friends and like this summer she's different, like she's grown up and they're grown up and one's bad boy. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Sade, I know Sade, you're miss romance. I know this is your thing. Uh, So can you tell me? Yeah. Tell me what makes a good romance. Lately I've been reading like, like second chance. Like they've been like, "Eh, it didn't work out and we're going our separate ways. And then they like, you know, meet up and see each other again. And they're like, hello. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> is that like a commercial? I gotta stop watching so much Hallmark. Okay, anyway. So, um, yep. So that's, that's what I've been enjoying lately. That second chance that love. Second chance. I don't think I know out of books that are second chance. Well, I just listened. I've been doing a lot of audio. Where the Rhythm Takes You by Sarah Das. Oh, I think I just saw that book today. Yeah, I think it's in like on the cart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. Let me t- listening to it, and they're on the. They, she describes the islands and stuff. I was like, I need to fly somewhere yeah. tropical. Oh my gosh, She's yeah, that's Bayo. always cool. Yes, and yeah, so it was a really good story. And Excellent. Yes, is it like? Would you say it's like? mainly a romance or like the is there a, a plot is the romance secondary to the plot or 
it's probably the romance is kind of right there but it's almost a little bit secondary like because she's trying to find herself like her mother died so she thinks okay. like she needs to run everything and help everybody and she's like wait you know i everybody's like you need to enjoy your life and she's like no i have to do everything i have to make sure everybody's okay and run this hotel and you know the her love is back and he's like, hey, and he's all famous now. And Ooh. she's like, yeah, I mean, it's just, yep. Mm -hmm. oh. Definitely check it out. Mm -hmm. I love and listening to it, you hear all like the music and stuff. So of the islands. Oh, oh that's really cool. That's why, you know, again, I love audio. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's nothing like it. Okay. So you, I think you all mentioned like contemporary romance right like realistic so Cecilia, do you have a f is that your favorite kind of genre for romance like what's do you like fantasy maybe like speculative i know you used to read that yeah i used to read that um one of the first like romances i got into was uh sojo manga uh sojo like sort of like girly teen manga romance manga so uh, a lot of speculative stuff like Vampire Night, you know, Vampires of Romance, uh, Fruits Basket, yeah. Um, and then uh, one I read recently that was speculative, which is like, if I explain it to you, it like the the description of the book is like, oh, well, how has this never been written before? So it's called Yesterday Is History. And it is LGBTQ, and uh, the main character uh, ends up getting a transplant. I forget what organ he gets transplanted. And he starts time traveling because the person who had that uh, organ before him was a time traveler. So it is a love triangle between, he tra time travels to the 60s, between a boy in the 60s and the brother of the boy who gave him this transplant. Which wow. It's like, <laughs> how has that not been done? And like, there's like scenes where he's teaching him time travel and then he's going back and he doesn't really know how to use his powers. So it's fun. I like time travel in general. So. I do like a good love triangle too. Also that. <laughs> it kind of like goes along with like the forbidden sometimes you're like oh, the bad guy the good guy or yeah well, this one was interesting because they were both so likable characters and they both oh. had ventured on different tropes so like you know True. strangers to lovers and then it was just like he kind of hated the one kid and then like, they started <laughs> like <laughs> learning more about each other so. that's fun so Courtney, would you say that contemporary is what you like or do you have a certain genre of romance that you prefer i love contemporary uh for, for my romance and yeah for, you know in general, I really do think I prefer contemporary. Um, but it's funny because you were both just talking about it. I don't like love triangles. <laughs> I don't enjoy that. And for a while, it seemed like if you had YA fantasy and there was romance in it, there was a love triangle. Uh, it's actually one of the things yeah. I really liked about 
there was a ser a werewolf series. Uh, the first one was Shiver. The author okay. And someone help me with the pronunciation. Maggie Stiefvater? Stiefvater? That's how I'd say it, Stiefvater. Yeah, I think that's how you, you pronounce it. But I really, one of the things I enjoyed best about that series was that once there was an established relationship between the two main characters, there was never even any playing around with maybe other, you know. There was no vampire. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> enter, I, although. <laughs> I guess I like, I like that level of commitment for my personal <laughs> love story. Yeah, I know. I agree. I think love triangles are, you know, an acquired taste. I don't want to be in a love triangle. That's I think sure. it really depends on the story. Yeah. <laughs> and I think with YA, because it's teens and you're kind of trying to figure out like who you are, it's almost like who are you and who do you want mm -hmm. to be in a relationship Yeah, it's with. like who are you rooting for? Team who? And it like, you know, it pushes the shippers to me. <laughs> yes. No battles. <laughs> That's true. And Sade, my friend, what what's your favorite genre for a romance? Do you like contemporary, realistic stuff? What do you like? I don't even know anymore. I've been all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I was like, I was just like, I always thought I liked like historical romances, and then I historical. started reading so many other things but like i don't even know anymore but historical i think it's good though i think i still enjoy a good historical romance yeah I do you have a favorite really, um my favorite author is beverly jenkins and she writes some really good ones um she wrote one of the first books i romance books i ever read was bell and, and the bow and it was just it was about a um a girl who was a slave and she escaped and she was like, you know, I can still, you know, make it. And this guy was like, you know, let me help you or whatever. And her, his family took her in and, you know, they were helping her cause she was like, you know, a runaway slave, but she still was just like, I'm still, you know, going to do everything and I'm going to, you know, be as successful as I can, which was just amazing. And like the guy was still like, you know, hi, you know, and <laughs> Hello, <laughs> and I'm I'm here. Like, <laughs> you know, and um, so it was just like it was a cute story, but like it just had so much history in it, um, with the whole like civil war and stuff like that. That's so, cool. Huh. I mean, she won. I like that she wanted to, you know, do her. Still, yeah. And it was like I don't need anybody. Get away. Yeah. <laughs> Good, good, uh, strong lead. That's always important, I think. Mm -hmm. So that sounds like a fun couple. So their relationship yeah. was good. Well, not good, maybe. I don't know. But I didn't read it. <laughs> but <laughs> do you have a favorite couple from a, a book? I feel like most people have a favorite couple they like to ship. Did I say um, that right? They like to ship. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Do you have a favorite couple? I think for me, it'd be the second one in that series, Josephine, and it's actually the guy from the first book, Bo. It's her sister. Uh, well, no, it's his sister, Josephine. And 
she's she's something for like the time period i mean she's the original like all the women independent her Mm -hmm. and then the guy her guy adam um he was just again like hi let's go out he's very you know and she's like no i want to start you know my own life um she had like her own hairdressing business like she's like i have all these plans and you know back then they were like a woman should get married and do this and that's Mm -hmm. it she's like absolutely not so um that was my favorite couple because he's just trying to charm her and stuff and she's like "Uh uh-huh okay (laughs) sure i think that's fun about historical fiction is that you can the authors can like play around with all that dated stuff yeah kind of you know where normally it would be like okay you're gonna get married and have kids or have a family and, you know, the guy's going to go to work. But now everything is so different and people are so much more open-minded to mm-hmm. who's even in the relationship. So I think that's cool that they can play with that now. So how about you, Courtney? Do you have a favorite couple? I feel like I, I spent so much time talking about this in the romance podcast. Not the romance, the, um, the Visiting Authors podcast, but... From the, the Sloppy sloppy First series, uh, you've got Jessica Darling and Marcus Flutie, and it was like the original, not sure if I can trust the good intentions of this bad boy who's so sweet to me sometimes, dynamic. And it, it only works for me if he, you know, obviously has to end up really being a good person. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of even fictional um like toxic toxicities in relationships even though yeah. i know it's realistic and it happens for me that with the the romance and the i need the happily ever after the happily for now and it's got to be a really good solid loving and respectful thing yeah Ooh, toxicity <laughs> Making it's up hard it, it's it, it's really hard i think to not find something toxic about a lot of relationships that you read about in books and in real life. <laughs> but we can come back to that. Cecilia, do you have a favorite couple? So I was just thinking this over and I'm going to pull, it's not necessarily a romance book, but I do like the, the couple that ends up at the end. Okay, um, I can. Um, was it Bronwyn and Nate from One of Us is Lying? Okay, I don't remember. She, she is like <laughs> he's like the nerdy girl that is trying to get the straight A's, and he's like the criminal, sort uh, of. <laughs> the, yes. Well, the way they like describe the oh, relationship yeah. throughout the book is like it almost feels like natural because they're kind of going through this. You know, they're all they're both suspects in this murder, <laughs> and uh, they both you know, maybe didn't do it. Uh, and they sort of like develop this friendship that develops into something more and like they end up protecting one another and like I, the trope of like the, the brainy girl and the, the bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, like watching them like in the book, they like fall asleep, like watching Netflix movies together and like horror movies. And like, I think she doesn't enjoy horror movies and he does or vice versa. And 
like it's just a kind of like a sweet romance and then there's like a scene at the end too that's like a big romantic gesture so not necessarily a romance but the romantic elements in there yeah for sure i think uh you know i think that's another trope that we see a lot is you know going through a traumatic event and it brings you know whoever together and they have a new bond and they're even maybe they hated each other or maybe they didn't know each other that's like oh okay well now we've gone through this together so we have to we don't have to but we're gonna we're gonna date and be in love so we talked about good couples and then we got on the topic a little bit of toxicity right courtney (laughs) (laughs) that's a word (laughs) can you can any of you think of a couple that is you know in your opinion, a, to- a toxic relationship, but like people seem to like back them and ship them and like love it. <laughs> I feel like there's so much, I mean, I guess any relationship you could really pull apart and be like, that's t- totally toxic. But I was just curious if you had anything, any that would come to mind. I feel like I don't have anything from this century. Like, <laughs> are we going to talk about Twilight here in 2021? Well, we love to talk about Twilight here. <laughs> this is where we come to talk about Twilight. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I, you know, that's what, that's what comes to my mind. But I don't, I love romance, but I, my recent ventures in reading have not included like too much, so... That's like where I started. I liked romance when I first started reading YA. So no one has a, a toxic relationship they want to talk about. I uh, has, has anybody read Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me? Yes. Oh, perfect. Yes. Tell us. Uh, when I read that at first, I was like, "This isn't a romance. Like, I don't, I don't like this. Why does she keep getting back together with this person?" And then I was like, oh, well, that's the point of the book. (laughs) I think my review on Goodreads for that was I hate Laura Dean because I was so mad at her. How could she be such a monster? But then, you know, you think it happens, you know. question is the very, very first romance that hooked you into being a romance reader. Sade. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, I already talked about the first one that I read. That was the Bell and the Bow. Oh, but right. I think for me, um, the first I'll talk about the first like kind of like graphic novel-y one, which is cool. actually kind of recent. Actually, um, I don't know if any of you ever read Pumpkin Heads by Rainbow Rowell. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I was uh, just walking the stacks and I was like, oh, what's this? And I was just like, right. I was like, I literally read it in like one. I was like, this is so cute. This is, actually, I might go read it again later. It was <laughs> so cute. Like Josiah and Deja. I just, I was like reading it. And I was like, they better end up together. It's one I didn't read. I, yeah. I know what it is. It was on my TBR for a while and then I never read it. I'm going to need for you that to go is- get it. Okay. That's also another one when you say the premise of the book, you're like, why hasn't this been written before? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's it about? Uh, it's cute, wonderful, fun. It's cute and wonderful. <laughs> it's cute and wonderful. So they both work at 
they both work at like a fall festival then they've been doing it for like years right yeah and this they've like been friends all that time yeah this is their last year before they go to college and the boys have a crush on the girl that works like the stand across and like it's his time to finally tell her that uh he's in love with her and she <gasps> keeps like jumping from different places in mm -hmm. the fall festival so they're like trying to hunt her down while they're like neglecting their stand <laughs> and stuff and it, it was so just funny. like i wanted to visit there so bad it yeah. sounds small town Yes, small town. Yeah. Courtney, have you read Pumpkinheads? I did, and it's delightful. Okay, I guess I'm going to have to go get it now. The illustrations are great. Like, it just, it's, like, go get it. Like, I don't, why are you still I sitting will. down? I wonder if it's on the shelf. <laughs> I will do it. Fine. I will do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not too. Oh, yeah, true. Mm. I'll check it out. I'm going to find it. And I'm gonna read it. You you wait. You you just watch my Goodreads, and you'll oh, well. see. <laughs> I, I just have to warn you that there's a lot of like delicious food in the book too that is illustrated. Like, and it's all I think fall at food. Point, yeah, yeah. At one point, she eats like a chocolate covered cheesecake. What? Cheesecake. I, I was love like, why is it existing right now? <laughs> Isn't she snacking like the whole time? I feel like is it? I don't know. I feel like she kept. Eating. I feel like she kept trying to look for food the whole time and like something would happen and she'd never get it. <laughs> yeah. I like felt a connection to her because she was like snack, like looking. I think she was looking. I was like, I get you. I get you. I enjoy a good snack. Like, yeah. Food is so good. Ugh. Mm -hmm. And fall food. All right. I'm sold. You talked me into it. Good. I'm going to read pumpkin heads. Yay. Good. Super cute. You did your job. <laughs> okay so courtney how about you what what was your first aha romance book it might have been flip by uh wendelin van drainen um which you've got younger kids at the start of it i think uh maybe 11 or 12 and uh it's a i don't remember the main character's name this was forever ago but so new family moves in boy living in, in the neighborhood and now there's this new girl living across the street and it's kind of like ah, they're young enough that's like yeah it's a girl whatever but then they start to be friends but the girl is kind of a little bit unusual like her family keeps chickens and she brings a dozen eggs over to them every week and he's he feels a little bit like this is so weird why do they have chickens and it's a big part of the thing is he's throwing these eggs away every time she brings them over and gives them to him. And just as they're, they're friends at home, but in school, people think that she's a little weird. So he's not being a very good friend to her. And I think it does eventually get into romance as they get older. The, the book follows them over a few years. But the core of it at the start is, is really how to be a good friend to someone and how to be loyal to someone even if you know they're a little bit different from what people necessarily think people should be like um yeah i just i remember loving that so much probably probably identifying a little bit with the you know like the weird girl thing uh but i remember it being very very sweet i know that that's a big summer reading book in the schools or it used to be and I haven't read it, but I also noticed it yesterday. 
funny that you should mention it on Netflix. I guess they made a movie of it. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, I should probably read the book, but I'll probably watch the movie. Because <laughs> that's how I roll. Um, cool. So, I, yeah, like I said, I haven't read that one. So that's new for me. How about you, Chichilia? What's your, what's your romance awakening? <laughs> um, so if you want to go, like, super, super far back, probably seeing Beauty and the Beast. That's not a white book. <laughs> No, but you know, but like I always would find myself drawn to that sort of like monster girl sort of romance kind of things. Um, uh, one that I read when I was like younger was uh, part of the modern fairy series that Holly Black wrote was Valiant, and she ends up kind of having a relationship with like I, th- I think he's a troll in the book. A troll. Yes. Like in New York City, like the entire, that entire series, not series, that entire book takes place in New York City. So like there's like underground stuff that's all like fairy, like drug rings and like whatnot. And the subway is like (laughs) secretly something else. So like he's like ends up helping her and she ends up like forming a relationship with him. Um, I read a lot of um, sojo manga. I mentioned that earlier, like Vampire Night and Fruits Basket. Fruits Basket was like, there's a love triangle in Fruits Basket, but it ends up like kind of be a, a fan driven love triangle. <laughs> like one of the characters is like not even in love with the other one and ends up being like a different kind of relationship that he ends up developing with her. Um, but yeah, that was, those were like all like speculative fiction that ended up being like, you know. Well, that's fun. (laughs) Different and unique. And and like sojo manga is literally romance manga. So most of the things are like, have some kind of romantic element. And so we've been talking a lot about relationships with the boys and girls, between boys and girls. I know Chichilia, I know Chichilia mentioned a couple of LGBTQ storylines. And I think we see a lot more of that now. A lot of diversity, which is really great. So is there anything, Courtney, that you used to read, but and now see like a change? Or is there anything you want to see changed as far as romance goes? Well, we've definitely seen just over the past decade in reading YA, just so many, so much more representation for LGBTQ people. Um, There's even been, and it's it's not as common, but over the past few years, I've seen a couple of of titles that have... uh, ace protagonist, asexual protagonist. One of them, uh, I think it's Let's Talk About Love, maybe. Um, that's, but, my, that's my absolute favorite. I'm sorry. And, and Don't apologize. It, it is a romance, and I forget the author, but it's a romance where the, the main Claire character... Kahn. Who is it? Claire Kahn. Claire Kahn. Okay, and it's Let's Talk About Love, and the, the main character is asexual so she doesn't you know she's not into doing that with people but she's very very romantic she wants to fall in love 
And it's the sort of book that I can't even imagine anyone considering publishing when we were actually teenagers. Right. And now it's out there and it's you know, representation for people who feel the same way as this main character. And it was a really cute story, too. I really love that book because she's ace in the book, but she's bi-romantic. Yes. I had forgotten that. Girlfriend and ends up in a relationship or, like, interested in a uh, male partner. And she works in a library in the book. (laughs) (laughs) That, like, every time anyone ever came into the library, it was like, you should read this right now. Just don't even pick up anything else. Because it was like, my I like read that so fast. I'll have to read it. I have not read it. I've, I see it on the shelf, though. And yeah, it's also yeah. one of the, is like, she's going into college, too. So it doesn't just deal with the romance part. She's, like, trying to figure out what she wants to do. And her parents are pushing her in one direction. And she has these friends that are in a relationship together. And she feels like the third wheel and... She just broke up with someone. <laughs> Relatable. And she, and she like explains exactly what being like biromantic and asexual means too. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. I like I said, I know the what the book is. I don't I didn't read it though. So how about Sade? Do you have anything that you want to see changed or you've noticed has changed from the romance you were reading when you were a teen to now? Um, well, there's definitely more LGBTQ, um, but I noticed there's not, there's like a lot of contemporary, but they're starting to be more, um, like fantasy with it and which I like, um, with any diverse story, Mm -hmm. I like more, um, like, you know, let's put these characters and more stuff too, you know, just like TV shows. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just read The Witch King. Well, I didn't say, hi, let me not say read. I listened to the audio and it was really good. The um, Basically, the premise is that they're in this like fey kingdom where the, the witches are like kind of like the oppressed people and the fey, like the fairies, you know, they rule everything. And if they, like, pick someone, like, they feel, I don't want to say the word compelled, but to marry someone or be, have a life match with someone, you know, they have to marry that person or be with that person. And um, the king of the fae uh, felt this way towards a, um, a witch, so everybody's like, what? And the witch ended up being transgender, so... And it just, the story just kept going from there and it just, the witch, he couldn't control his powers. And I mean, it was just so much. And I'm just like, this is a really good story. Like, it's just so much going on here because you've got a transgender person, you've got a press population, um, someone who doesn't know if they want to marry who they have to marry because of a contract. I mean, it was just so much going on, but it was so good. Yeah, and that sounds awesome. I mean, it was just so much going on, and you're just like, this is great. So yeah, I, I love that we can, we don't have to rely on LGBTQ characters or people of color to be our supporting characters anymore. Like they're mm-hmm. up front and center, which is 
awesome. And I think that's like the greatest change we've made. Yeah. And why is so good at it. Yep. They're awesome. <laughs> Those authors. <laughs> so speaking of authors, Sade, do you have a an auto buy, an auto borrow author, YA author, romance author that you don't even have to read the description. You just see they're coming out with a book and you're going to read it. I really actually don't. I'm just like, ooh, look at that cover. Mm-hmm. Let me just grab this. <laughs> like, I'm literally, that. <laughs> I'm literally that person that, you know, and even when, um, you know, teens come into the library and they're like, do you have any recommendations? I'm like, let's go for a walk. That's you know, like I have like a list, but I like literally like let's yep. go for a walk. Let's see. <laughs> so, how about you, Chatilia? I like the Yoons, Danielle, Daniel, and uh, Nicola Yoon. They're yeah. married people, and they I didn't both, know that. They both what? Did you not know that until right I, now? No, I just recently <laughs> found that out. And I was like, oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> and they both write romance. Yeah. I and only read the her books. Frankly, in Love is so cute. Is it? Okay. Yes. Okay. It's, it's a fake dating story, which Ooh, is like, cool. That's a good trope. Completely sold. Like, he's dating, he's Korean, he's dating a white girl, which is against, like, what his parents wish. So he ends up fake dating one of uh, his friends who's also Korean. And then, like, there's a stuff happens. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. The All publisher right, also came out with a really cute trailer for it. Oh, I love book trailers. I wish that was more of a thing. Yeah, I like book trailers. Yeah, some of them get like super epic. Like I remember yeah. when we show them at the schools, they would like clap at the end of the book trailers. I'm like, okay, it's not like you still have to read the book because <laughs> they make it like, wow, this is a movie. And you're like, no, yeah, no, it's not you a movie. Read it. <laughs> you have to read it. Use your mind to visualize. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to make book trailers. I'd like to make movie trailers too, or any kind of trailer. That's it like, involves like taping people and auditioning. And yeah, like, and like music, and I just love a good, you know, montage of stuff and put all the good parts together. I don't know. <laughs> How about you, Courtney? Who's your author? I don't have an answer to that question, so instead, I'm going to talk about a book with fake dating in it because okay. I'm in the middle of it now and I love it. Cool. It's called She Drives Me Crazy. I read that. By (laughs) Kelly Quinlan. And okay, so you've got Scotty, who is, uh, she just broke up, or her her ex-girlfriend broke up with her and went to a different school so that she could be on a better basketball team. Scotty is still on the, the basketball team in their old school. And then you've got Irene, who is the head cheerleader, and they get into a fender bender in the parking lot and they've been rivals, and things happen, and they end up coming up with this scheme because Scotty wants to make her ex-girlfriend jealous, and Irene wants to win uh, Student Athlete of the Year, which usually doesn't go to a cheerleader, and they figure they can help each other out with that, and they end up fake dating, and I'm still in the part of the book where they're just kind of getting to the point where they don't still hate each other while they're fake dating, and it's really good. 
Nice. I have seen that I gotta one check around. that it's out. New, I keep right? walking by and I'm like, I see you. Yeah, yeah. The audio is really good. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, oh good. good. Oh, I'm going to go for the audio. Isn't okay. That, I, that's another like small town one too because the yeah. town isn't like it's. Yeah. Oh, I miss ball cheerleading. And, and Irene, the head cheerleader, she is um, Indian American and the cover actually reflects the appropriate skin tone for her description. In the nice. Book. Amazing. That's awesome. We love when that happens. Let's get it right, guys. <laughs> I think I have one more question before we wrap up. So what about meat cutes? What are your, do you have a favorite meet cute from a certain book that you've read? Chichilia, tell me. When I picked this book up, I didn't realize it was a sequel. <laughs> um, but like, it didn't matter because you kind of could figure out. The, the main characters in the previous book were not the main characters in this book. Okay. So, Her Royal Highness by Rachel Hawkins. Um, they end up being roommates together. So she just shows up in her room and, you know, this girl that was completely rude to her earlier is now her roommate. And also she's a Scottish princess. So <laughs> that's like a bunch. Yeah. One. I love that. Yeah, that's a cute. So, so it was a sequel, huh? Yeah. I like I didn't even I just saw that it was a romance between two girls. I was like, ooh. You pick this up and yeah it's like oh wait why do i not understand things <laughs> i definitely read p.s i still love you before uh to all the boys i've loved before i had no idea i was like p.s i still love you i just liked the title i was like that's me <laughs> i'm gonna read this book <laughs> and i didn't even it didn't even occur to me the whole time I read the book and I was like, okay, these characters, I felt like they were established, but I was like, whatever, maybe this is a bad writer. The, the first book is about her brother, I believe, because they're twins. The okay. Scottish princess's brother and a, like a commoner he falls for. So they end okay. up in the book later on and talk. It's like about a spinoff almost. Yeah. They talk about things that happened in the first book, but I was like, I don't, what are they talking about? I was like, you're kind of like the main character in the book. You're like, I don't, I didn't read the first book. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know what they're talking about. <laughs> but like, if you like sort of the royalty and the LGBTQ and you really don't want to read the first book, it's fine to just read Her Royal Highness. <laughs> that meet cute reminds me a little bit of, well, I'm going to talk about one book that I really liked that I read recently called Here the Whole Time. And it's about this, I think they're in Brazil, takes place in Brazil, because I know the book is translated. It's by Vitor Martins. And it's about this boy, he's an overweight teen, and he like gets bullied for being fat. And, you know, he likes to like stay home and kind of hide because he just doesn't like to go outside because he always runs into his bullies when he's trying to go to the store or to the pool. And so it's summer, school just got out, and his mom's like, oh, by the way, the cute boy that lives in our building is going to stay in your room for 15 days. <laughs> so he's like, great. I Like, they used to be friends, like, a long time ago, but they've grown apart because the boy, uh, his name's Caillou, I think, 
and I might be pronouncing that incorrectly. And he go, he went to a private school, so they don't go to school together now. He just sees him in the hallway occasionally. So she's like, yeah, he's going to come and stay in your, in your bedroom with you. <laughs> and it's, that book is my, probably my favorite romance ever, but yeah, that, that meet cute is, it's not even a meet cute because they know each other, but it kind of is because they're kind of reconnecting after all this time. And it's so adorable. And he's just so nervous. And relationship. What's that? It's whatever propels the relationship. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So that's mine. And I just, yeah. So Courtney, what's your favorite meet cute? You have one. Well, as soon as you say it, I think of the book Tweet Cute by Emma Lord, because it's yeah. a YA contemporary romance that came out last year, I think. Uh, and that it's the the main characters each end up as the social media manager for their parents' businesses. It's like a bakery and a sandwich shop or whatever, and they end up in this social media like Twitter rivalry. And neither of them knows that the other one is the one running it. And they're like talking at school and, and not realizing that it's the same person who they're having this big competition with on Twitter. And it was, in fact, very cute. <laughs> I love it. And Shade, do you have... Like... Sorry. That almost sounds like you got mail, but like... <laughs> and I love you got mail. Mm. <laughs> Good old nineties. Shade, do you have a favorite meet cute? Um, the book The State of Us by um Sean Hutchinson. <laughs> it the premise is like they are the sons of once the Democratic Party um on the de running for president is he's the son of that um candidate and the other one's the Republican candidate's son. Ooh, so they're on political. both sides. And they obviously meet at like a um, debate and, you know, they're like looking at each other and they like talk to each other on like this um, underground, <laughs> like um, internet thing. And like, they kind of like look at each other and talk and they like secretly like hang out. I don't know how, I'm like, in the beginning of the book, I'm like, how are y'all secretly hanging out? Your parents are running for president. <laughs> like, logically, I'm, like, breaking it down, but whatever. And I don't know. I just thought it was, like, the funniest meeting. And it's just, like, our parents are, like, going, like, at it on stage. And we're like, hey, what's up? That sounds actually <laughs> you know? like a wonderful meet you. It sounds like a wonderful show. So, yeah. So, it's like, parties, the children. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like, juicy. It's, it's cute. I like the it's, drama too. So, I highly recommend. Yeah, good drama. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> okay, so I think that's all we have time for. And before we go, I'm gonna ask each of you to name one. It can be summer romance or just one romance that you will never ever stop recommending, and you'll recommend it to anyone. And I'm gonna start with Courtney. Um, <laughs> it's hard to think of one that we haven't talked about yeah. <laughs> oh okay no I can do this and this is great Lindsay's going to start singing again but only mostly devastated by Sophie Gonzalez because it's it's a play on Greece it's a, it's a summer romance uh, Ollie is on vacation and has this summer fling with Will and 
they were probably never going to get to see each other again anyway, but like, then they, then Will doesn't text back when they leave, but then they end up at the same school. Tell me and more, it, tell me more. Yes, and it turns out that no one at the school knows that Will is gay, and Ollie's not looking to blow his scene up or anything, but he is also kind of like, you know, why are you acting like a big jock jerk type to me when you were so sweet to me all summer? Oh, that sounds actually really great. And I might have to read it. There's so many. Thank you for adding to my TBR, everyone. <laughs> okay, Jutilia, do you have one book, one romance? I'm sure you have a billion, but, you know, um, one you'll never stop. One that I didn't talk about. Um, the Sun is Also a Star by Nicola Yoon. Uh, the reason I really love that book is it's told in technically like three different perspectives because it's told from Natasha's point of view, Daniel's point of view, and then the universe's point of view. And when I listen to the audiobook, the universe is this like omniscient like voice of like, and this happens, and then blah, blah, blah. And explains like why certain things happen and like how they ended up getting connected. Um, yeah. And it's a day long romance, which uh, that's another trope that I have. Yeah, to that's with. true. I and like, I'm very terrified to watch the movie because. <laughs> I think I liked the movie, or at least I didn't hate it. I did read that one, and I think it was fine. Okay, I don't think maybe was, I will watch. I don't movie. think it was awful, but also, don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Shade, do you have one YA romance that you? would just tell anybody all the time to read? Um. All right. Well, since I already talked about the tropical island where the rhythm takes you, I just, well, I just really want to be on a tropical island. But um, You Should See Me in a Crown by Leah Johnson. <sighs> I, I feel like I gasp at everyone's life. That one's great. <laughs> that one is so good. Um, <laughs> the fact that her name is Liz Lighty <laughs> so good um so anyway that's the character's name and i just the book is just so good it's just so many different components um but a blue is she's just she's just trying to get a scholarship to and she wants to be prom queen um to get the scholarship to go to her dream school and she's in a not very diverse school at all and she's basically asking the question, can a poor black queer girl be a prom queen in her predominantly white school? And she's trying to break that barrier and live her life. And it's such a good book. Such I did the book. audio for that and it was stellar. It was great. Yeah. 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 I'm excited her new one that's coming out. What's her yeah, new I one? Yeah, I saw that. Rise to the Sun. Uh, I wake up, rise to the sun. Oh. I feel yep. like that's because her first title is definitely, you know, that song. So I feel like I'm singing the right songs. <laughs> it's the log line is three days, two girls, one life changing music festival. Yes. Ooh. 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 Yeah. Ooh. But it came out yesterday, which oh. is July 6th for anybody. I feel like I have seen this hmm. book. It, we didn't get it yet, though, right? No. Okay. No, cool. I'm excited. That's going to be fun. Okay. So I think that does it for our summer romance funsies. I love romance. Now I want to go read more romance. What do you think? Mm -hmm.
where should I start? Who knows? Okay, thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check out the Ocean County Library's website for more podcasts and our website's calendar of events page. All titles mentioned in today's episode can be found through the Ocean County Library, free with your library card. If you have any reader advisory questions you would like to be featured on our future episodes, please email us at wavesofya at gmail.com. Until next time, happy reading.